What's up, y'all? This is Byron Kennedy, and this is my podcast, Hot Chicken and Cage-Free Conversation. I worked in the radio business for a while, and then I moved over to the record business for a while, and then I just got done with corporate America. So I did what anybody else would do when they're uninspired and tired of the bullshit. I decided to become a stand-up comedian. And when you're a stand-up comedian, apparently you have to have a podcast because that's what the world needs is another podcast. So here's mine. On today's episode, I sit down with two of my favorite songwriters in Nashville, Adam Craig, Jordan Walker, and a lot of people that I sit down with I consider my friends, and in this case, definitely a couple of my friends and a couple of my favorite artists, favorite songwriters, favorite people in Nashville, Tennessee. And I'm not just saying that because you're sitting in front I'm of just me. Tooting our horn, damn it! Dude. You're sitting in front of me because it's true. You're you're <laughs> two of my my favorite retired artists. Retired, retired. Re- re- retired. Yeah. You're both retired. Just songwriters <laughs> now. Hey, I got a question for the guy. Is this too much camo? Are we looking good? Is this very Nashville? Should of we us? switch? Oh my god! Should I put this on or you put this? <laughs> this is a lot of camo. <laughs> Welcome to Nashville. I can take we my shirt camo off. We wear camo. This honey. is a lot of camo. This is a lot of camo. Anyway, no, thanks for having us, dude. This is awesome. Now, see. Uh, I used to run the promotion department for uh, Stony Creek Records um, with BMG that I'm signed with now as a, as a damn comedian. And uh, ironically enough, both of their artist careers came to an end while I was running <laughs> yeah, the promotion lot, department. <laughs> I was a really big dream and you ruined it. Thanks yeah, for yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but, you know, let's talk, talk about the about reality of that. The, the, truth, <laughs> the truth of the matter is, I mean, you know, you guys, in my opinion... Look, there's a lot of different ways to measure a hit. Yeah. You guys both had hit records on the radio. You both had incredible songs on the radio. Um, Adam, you with Just a Phase, Walker McGuire. So this is Adam Craig. I always suck at in, uh, introducing my guests, by the way. So Adam Craig from the Adam Craig Band. <laughs> the Adam Craig Trio. <laughs> from the Adam Craig and the Adam Craig Band. Project. And then, I said no fat jokes right off no. the top. I mean, what the? God. <laughs> Sensitive. I don't make fat jokes, man. I, I'm too fat to make fat jokes. Yeah, I tried to get donuts on the way over here this morning, but I was like, no, nah, I can't be having that, man. I mean, you, you were thick there for a minute, man. I was thick. I was thick. My cakes were nice, though. Nice. My cakes were nice. So then Jordan Walker, What's part up, of the Walker McGuire duo. Yeah. Uh, and their single "Till Tomorrow" that uh, that we were. Yeah, you probably uh, never heard of us, but we're still on Spotify. <laughs> check us out. And you should check them out because you should check both of these cats out on Spotify because their music is incredible, man. Yeah, y'all check out Adam Craig and Walker McGuire because he's got a boat. I'm trying to get a boat. So like, the more you stream it, the closer <laughs> you don't have I get. A boat yet? I don't have a boat, bro. Hey, but what just happened last night though? Um, uh, what just happened last night? I won some money last night. You know, what oh, about one about twenty grand? I'm a gambler, degenerate. You know, my wife hates it. She loved it last night because I was like, hey, I woke her up. Look at this. I won like 22000 She was like, okay, let's go to Florida. And then she rolled back over and went to sleep. So I'm going to Florida. 22000 bro. I don't know how, but I'm, I'm just soaking it up. You don't know what you did? I, I, kinda. Yeah, it was like a parlay, and it, it shouldn't have hit, but it did. Sometimes you get lucky. You bet it by accident, didn't you? Yeah, I was like, I was just drunk, and I was like, this one looks cool. I thought I put $14 on it. I put 1400 We were talking about that earlier. <laughs> we all have been guilty of making drunk bets, oh, and it's the sure. only time Adam and I have ever won is when we make drunk bets. But Adam made a good point. He was like, whenever you're drunk, you kind of like, your inhibitions are gone. You're like, you don't even know what you're doing, and, you're, and money's just kind of like, whatever. You said you were yeah, trying to bet twenty it. bucks I did at it a time. On the roulette. I was I was playing five dollar chips. I thought I was playing dollar chips, <laughs> so I thought I put ten dollars on uh, on on my number, and I hit. I put fifty on, and that's son of a bitch hit. And then she, you know, 
It's like fifteen hundred bucks over right a couple there. thousand dollars or some shit. You know, when I cashed out, I thought she made a mistake, but I took them chips gone, and ran to my gone, room. Dude. I was freaking out and sweating. I I'm was like, man, you, did dude. the cameras catch me? Did Pit boss chasing you to the elevator? I was hiding them under the mattress and shit. I'm like, they're gonna be knocking on the door any minute now. Yeah, like you aren't staying at the MGM. Like they they know you're room. But here's the thing. Like I said, you know. Scared money don't make money. That's it. And so when you bet more, obviously you're going to win more. Yeah. But unfortunately, all my money is scared. Dude, it is nuts. That is insane. It's nuts. Well, now dude. you can buy some camel pants. See, like, dude, now I can match it up. Match it up. See, match it up. Adam is probably not going to be able to I'm about to get on Amazon right to, now, dude. You're never going to be able to buy your camel hoodie, though, the way you bet, apparently. No, I don't bet anymore. <laughs> so Nashville. So, so many people, when I leave Nashville, are so interested in this town. And uh, you know, stop telling them about it because everyone's what, moving here. Well, yeah, no, Shit. no, that's true. That's a <laughs> Traffic, good point, man. man. All these, the, the, everyone from California. Oh man, my neighbors—they just moved here from California last month. But the guy told me he's like, man, I'm. I was like, he's like, yeah, we're from California. And I kind of looked at him, he's like, but don't worry, man, I fucking hate California too. <laughs> Dude, it's nutty out there, man. And if it's you're wild. listening, if you're in California listening to this, you, you know it's fucking Bro, nutty. Bro, you live and in if California. You don't know it's nutty. You're one of the nuts. You you're, you live in California, but you know I it's do, nutty. But I know it's nutty. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, the oh, Nashville machine, God. man. So both of you guys have experienced it on many different levels, yeah. and you basically, I remember, man, like. There's a million different reasons why people. So some people get booted off their record deals. Some people just they they say fuck it, I've had enough, and 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 they want off their record deal, or for a million different reasons. Yeah, and it's yeah. usually you know it's not the label's fault, it's not the artist's fault. It's just there's a million different reasons why it happens. And I feel like with the two of you, correct me if I'm wrong, but first Adam, I think you had kind of gotten to a point where you were just like, you know what, man? I think I'd rather just be a songwriter. This artist shit, there's no hard feelings. I, I love everybody down there, but, you know, I just want to be a songwriter, man. I'm yeah. tired of just, you know, you know, it's fucking it's grind, hard. People dude. don't understand how hard artists work, first of all. It is, man. It's like hats off to everybody that has done it, that is currently doing it, and that wants to do it. I mean, yep. it is a, it's a certain kind of person that wants to <laughs> go through those types of, mountains and valleys because yeah, there dude. is a ton of them and it's and funny because like i think i'm pretty sure you had the same mentality everybody does when they move to town you know you're green you're naive you're like if, once i get the record deal i've made it right like, once you get the record that deal, that's me. day one that's like, when the work starts. that's when it starts over like you did we, all that work to get there and now yeah. you got now it's time to start now it's like work. okay now let's look now you're you signed yesterday you're 100 grand in the hole today yeah oh yeah they now let's start rich. digging you signed a label deal you're rich you made <laughs> that's it that's the and like you said, dude, hats off to everybody out there doing it, wanting to do it. You should do it. If that's Definitely. your dream, go get it, bro. But there comes a certain point. I was in the same boat as him. We actually were signed to the same label, but different branches of the label. You know, so you and I worked together. Like I was Two different labels. I we was worked together at Wheelhouse. <laughs> and Stony Creek. Yeah. But the best part about my experience over there was, you know, when you sign this label deal, they send you on radio tour. And you got to go all across the country and meet all these program directors. Hey, play our single. Well, you had just got out of the radio game and got into the record game. So the first time I met you was at like some Christmas party or something. And you were dressed up as a fucking elf. <laughs> I sent you the picture, remember? And you and all the all the other No, that wasn't the Christmas party. I just did that once yeah, in a while. Yeah, yeah, I just yeah. did that. I got a little I got a little elf thing going on. But like then that. uh I, but I, then I we that was I don't in twenty seventeen. Tell people about the elf fetish. Yeah, okay, okay. That is a weird fetish. He's, he's over in the it. corner elf suit yeah, trying to bro, get people to sit on his lap. Your memory's telling you that it was Christmas time. It was May, bro. Yeah, the visual says Christmas, but it was hot as hell. Um, but then we go out we go out in February on radio tour. We do all the Midwest. We do the East Coast. And then like, all right, you're going to go to the West Coast now. We're going to send you a tour bus out there. You're going to get this tour bus with Byron. 
and me and Johnny, the guy in the duo, and our bus driver, Ron Trull. Shout out, Ron, dude. And then we get on this bus with you, and we go everywhere from Portland to San Diego, Vegas, Boise. I mean, everywhere, basically yeah. everywhere, bro. Everywhere in the West. Everybody yeah. in the West. Everywhere, everywhere from Texas over. Yeah. We even went to Texas. Yeah. Yep. And uh, it was like three weeks, like 25 days or something on a bus, just us four. And it was probably the most fun I've ever had on the road because, A, it was like very casual, relaxed. It was like, hey, we're going to get up, do these radio interviews. We're going to eat what we want. We're going to go to the bar at night. We're going to watch sports. Like, it was so much fun. And, like, people always talk about radio tour being such a grind. And it is. It is. But for sure. that West Coast run, and I'm not just saying that because you're here. Dude, that was, like, the most fun of my artist career. We had a fucking blast. We did have a blast. We drank two cases of beer a day. Yeah, and, 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 and Jordan keeps finding these old videos and oh, pictures man. from Radio Tour, and every once in a while, one will pop up on my phone. In the I told him, bus. I can't wait till he sells out Madison Square Garden. I'm just going to start <laughs> posting this shit. Send it all to TMZ. Be like, look at this motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, that's some great. So, but 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 was this, okay, so I want to hear both of your takes on it. When To come to this decision, man, like, did you basically say, Adam, I've had enough. Uh, you told the label, like, I, I just want to write songs, which we're going to get to all of your songwriting success here in a minute. But that transition you made, like, what was it that made you finally say, you know what? I'm going to write songs because that's, was that, is that your bigger passion or? I just, uh, truth is I have a lot of quit in me. You know? <laughs> <laughs> that boy's got a lot of quit in it. What movie is that from? That's such a good one, dude. No, man. It's, <laughs> uh, yeah, we tried three times and, and I'm very thankful that I got three shots mm -hmm. and it just didn't work. Some things aren't supposed to happen. And I prayed about it a lot and talked to my wife about it and, Drank on it. Just <laughs> drank so much. A lot, of, a lot of single to mile. <laughs> and yeah, just yeah, made the made up my mind that it was the the right thing to do for happiness and the rest exactly. of my life. Yeah. And I love the part of sitting in a room with this guy and with you. I mean, crap, we we've written songs. So Yeah, we're gonna talk about that yeah. in a minute. We wrote some songs. That's my favorite part is is creating creating the dang thing that was never there and walking out of that room knowing you you just knocked it out of the park that is the coolest feeling and the, I've, I've said this to jordan i've said this to emily and any stage that i've ever been on that was a certain kind of high like that was pretty badass awesome 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 but when you write a song and get a call from your publisher from a producer or manager that whatever artist wants to cut it that is the biggest rush that I yeah, it's the pinnacle, dude. It's, I'm with it's you. It's awesome. I'm so no regrets, none. I, it, I, and we were kind of talking about this beforehand, but in 2014, I kind of started going on a run with as a songwriter, and then I got a record deal and hindsight, all that stuff. But it's like, God, I I never should have tried to be an artist. I should have yeah. just doubled down on writing, worked even harder. But I would have I would have just been kicking myself if yeah, yeah. I never would have because that's what I moved to Nashville for in 2004 was to yeah. be an artist and. If I never would have tried. You got to. That's why, to. That's why I, I made the move into comedy because I was like, man, if I don't try, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hate myself forever. So Yeah. And then, Jordan, you were in a duo, so it was Same, an even yeah. harder decision for you because you had to get divorced. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's, you're married. Yeah, I'm, I'm married and I had to get McGuire divorced. Without a um, McGuire. That, I think that's why you and I click so much, though, is because we kind of have a similar story. We commiserate. Yeah, know? yeah. <laughs> so, no, we, uh, we signed. Man, I moved to town in 2012, and... I honestly never, like he was saying, he moved here to be an artist. I never aspired to be an artist. I just wanted to write songs. And then I met Johnny, the guy in the duo. We started writing songs. People were like, hey, you sound cool together. Ba -da 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 -da. Recorded some music. Then all of a sudden, it was broken both the time, Benny Brown. And then he mm -hmm. sold to BMG. But Benny signed us. Benny signed you. Mm -hmm. And then like we get over there. And I, it felt like I blinked an eye, dude. And it had been five years. And I was like, 
Damn. What the were, hell? Were you on the label? That no, time? we were at the label for three years. But oh. like, I feel like since I met Johnny, like when I met Johnny in 2012, you know, and when I blinked, we were already a single in the radio. It felt, and it was five years later. It was 2017. And I was like, damn. And I remember just like, and I, I got lucky. You know, you were talking about songs that have had success. I had, I got lucky because I had met Luke Combs in 2015. We wrote When It Rains It Pours. It went number one in 2017. Smash. Smash. Yeah. Wrote, it was three week number one. Changed my life. And then I remember waking up. Did you gamble all that money away? Yeah, yeah. That's, that's, that's all <laughs> yeah, gone. Yeah, like you don't have any money, it's but we all gone, know. Bro. Well, I got they a nice don't house know. The people cars. listening don't know. A number one record <laughs> will get your ass paid. Yeah. Oh, yeah. we were in. It was his birthday. We were in Boise, Idaho. And we were in Boise playing a show that you wore a onesie. It was, all, it was <laughs> Halloween. It, took it off on stage, dude. I got a video I'll send you to do. I, me and Johnny were in onesies. We took them <laughs> off down to our underwear. Swung them around our head, threw them in the crowd because I was like, I got the number one song in the. It was my birthday, and I had the number one song in the country. Dude, that is amazing. That's you insane. got your onesie idea for my elf suit. Didn't See, you? That, yeah, I was like, well, Byron can do it. I can do it. Yeah, but dude, I think like having that and having you know what they call mailbox money, having a nest egg, and my wife, she's got a great job. She does well, and it was kind of to the point where I was aspiring to be the artist because I saw like, oh man, in ten years I could be worth millions of dollars. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then I look up and I'm like. Look, dude, if I could write a song every day, have my publisher call and say so-and-so wants to record it, go home to my wife and now my baby girl and be like, man, that's living to me. Like, I don't have to be on a bus out on the West Coast or up in New York City. And, like, I got friends that do that, and I could go get on the bus anytime I want and watch them play shows and watch them play songs that I wrote on those stages. And that is just as much a high to me as actually singing it myself. And, you know, I don't think a lot of people understand there's a few things about Nashville and and the artists and the stars that 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 people that are interested in country music or any format actually you know you know any genre or whatever yeah. but um understand how many insanely talented people are actually making it happen behind the oh, curtain yeah. of these artists and a lot of people think these artists write their own songs they just assume yeah that these guys and most of them don't most and, of the big ones don't nowadays. I mean, like they, they, a lot of them now are are dabbling in it and they're getting better and they're doing, they're doing it. I mean, they're making a lot of money doing it. But like your big dogs, like like Kenny Chesney, like Al Dean, like Luke Bryan. The good thing about them is they know what a good song is, so they don't cut. care if they wrote it as long as it's a good song. Like Kenny Chesney just had "Knowing You," big number one, huge. Three people that, two of the people that wrote it, it was their first number one. Knowing you is a great Monster song. Songs. Adam James was. Part Adam of James. Of that. Was part I, of that. I wrote a. I wrote a song with yeah, him yeah, as well. Yeah, yeah. We're gonna bear. get to, to <laughs> Adam's but, awesome. But like two of the people, it was their first number one. So Chesney being in town 20, 25 years, whatever it's been, he's still branching out and finding new talent with new songs, new ideas, new ways to say stuff, and that's how he's built his career. That's what makes a lot us of these big artists. To, nope. Straight McGraw. Straight yeah. has sixty something number ones. He's written one. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's just like. At a certain point, if you're the artist, and I, I realize this now, about three years too late, <laughs> but like, if you just go out and fucking cut good songs, like, as long as you're making people react emotionally, like, whether they love it or hate it, as long as you're getting their attention, that's the game. So who cares if you fucking wrote it, dude? Just just sing a good song. You know what I mean? That's the end game. Absolutely, man. You know, it's a lot, it's very similar in comedy, man. Like, you know, you, you, I'm starting to figure out, they don't always have to be laughing no. to be engaged and for, for them to be... You know, enjoying it. Enjoying it. Yeah. Like sometimes now I like the tension a little bit where I'll say something where I'll get a groan on purpose like, or a boo where they'd be like, oh, like. But they're reacting. Like dude, when I made that, I made a, I made the mistake of making a Betty White joke the, oh, day, yeah. she like, the day she died. It was that day. And I was like, uh, oh, man, I'm, I'm going to go up there. And I wasn't putting Betty down because I love Betty White. Yeah. She's an American icon. But but 
it was too soon. I knew it was too soon, but I wanted to do it yeah. because I wanted to feel that reaction. And again, I wasn't shitting on Betty White. And by the way, Betty White had one of the best sense of humor ever. Her sense of humor. Yes. She would have I use her, yes. my favorite Betty White joke of all time, I use it all the time. They said they were filming a movie and they somebody asked her like, Betty, are you having fun? And she's like, oh, this is the most fun I've ever had vertically. <laughs> I'm like, that is oh the best God. joke she's, ever. She's awesome. Like, that's yeah. so good. Yeah, so that's sometimes great. it's just getting that emotion, like you were saying, you know, uh, making people feel things. Exactly. Like, I'm learning as a comic, of course the goal is to make people laugh 100%. for the majority of it. But but sometimes you just get in a room full of people to feel things or to think about things or pushing people to, you know, yeah. react. Okay, I have a question then. Yeah. So <clears throat> sometimes, like when I was an artist, I remember a brand new song that I just got excited about that we added to the set list or whatever. And we had yeah. a show that night somewhere. And I'm like, oh, my God, we're going to fucking blow Crushes. the roof off. And crickets. Mm -hmm. Has that ever happened? Like you think you you have like this angle. The, the new jokes are so hard to write and to come up with because for every new bit you have that works, you've had to do that fucking thing oh, yeah. 10 times on stage and it. fail the first five. Yeah. No and shit. then it, and then you go back, you watch it back, you go, okay, this didn't work. I got to say this different. I got to change that. And you rewrite it and it's, you keep molding the clay until it kills. Then it makes the set permanently. But now it's getting hard to do the new jokes because it's like, I got to go up there and do five minutes where I'm not getting laughs because I'm working on this new shit. Yeah, I mean, that's the same point. It's got to be nerve wracking. Because like it you is. said, when you go add a new song to the set and the only time you've played it is sound check. Right. And you're like, damn, it sounded badass as sound check. And then you play it and you're like, hey, this is a brand new song. Tell us what you think. And halfway through the first verse, everybody's going to the bar to get drinks. Like, fuck, they don't care about <laughs> exactly, this shit. You know exactly. I mean? That's it's why so I can't imagine being somebody like Chess Neal or McGraw oh or Luke Bryan where, bro, they go play a three hour set. And it's all number ones. It's all big, massive hit records. Like, imagine Chesney starting out a show with Young and then ending the show with Knowing You and every fucking song in between That's insane. was a hit. That's insane. That's nuts, dude. That's like having all of the greatest jokes ever and going on stage for 90 minutes. Dude, just, I would drink so much more if I had that much success because I know I wouldn't have to sing a word. See, and then it makes you wonder, though, because like every industry, entertainment-wise, they have different niches of people. Like, you talk about people that connect stories. Like, i I went and watched Kevin Hart a couple years ago. And from joke one to the last joke, his whole thing kind of tied. But then you talk about comedians like Mitch Hedberg, rest in peace. Oh, All his jokes Mitch were one-liner, singular thoughts, and they fucking crushed, dude. The thing about Mitch, though, <laughs> his, his delivery. Mitch had a style, yes, his, his delivery, delivery, but he had a style that I don't think a lot of comics could pull off, period. I could no. never do Mitch. No. Could you imagine me on stage? You both have seen me... Uh, perform over yeah. Zany's. Crushed. Uh, well, thank no, it was you. awesome. Thank you. But could you imagine me saying... We drink four bottles of wine. Hey, I think, <laughs> I think um, Pringles trying to make originally ball. wanted to be a tennis ball company. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean... But the truck like, showed up with potatoes. He, what the fuck and is they were like, fuck it, cut them yeah. off. <laughs> what, you'd be like, what is he talking about? Or another yeah, bitch dude. that I love that I could... I mean, oh. he said, my friend asked me, or someone asked me if I wanted a frozen banana. I was like, <laughs> and I said, no, but I want a regular banana later. So, yes. yes. <laughs> or like the used to do Brilliant. drugs. Brilliant. I used to do drugs. Fuck, I love me. Still do, but I used to yeah, do, too. I used to also. <laughs> like, like that kind of shit. And it's so He's good. Oh, it's I like love. the, like you said, the, like the slapdick humor, man. Like the delivery, how casual he is with it. Like it's almost like he doesn't even think he's funny. He's just talking. Yeah, and that's you know, what makes it he funny. He was so shy, and he suffered yeah. from stage fright. Like, yeah. if you watch, he he would wear sunglasses, and if you watch, he would do his entire show with his eyes closed sometimes. Yeah. Somebody yeah. told me one time he did a show with his back to the crowd. Yeah, I heard about that, too. But imagine being that. Imagine, pro like... You're telling jokes with your eyes closed. Imagine if he was still alive, dude, and he was still doing comedy today. He could probably do 
10, 20,000 rooms. You know what I mean? Oh, Cap. He would, he would and crush it. He, and imagine him walking out, sitting on a stool, never moving, having a notebook of jokes and just on. reading them and just crushing, dude. Yeah. And, and I've had some Mitch Hedberg-like thoughts or ideas. Yeah. But I can't. I've tried to build them into my thing, but that's not... It's not who you are. I can make that observation, right, but it's not... I'm a storyteller, yeah. I, you know, and You're so, one of those guys, like you were talking about, from joke one to the last joke, bro. Like, it's all going to weave and tie together. Like, that night at Zany's, you came out, there were so many people in the music industry. You make a music industry joke, it crushes, and then the last joke you said, music industry joke. And I remember being like, that to me, that's an art. Like, that's, yeah. that's entertaining to me because I can't fucking do that. You know what I mean? Like, it just be like you watching Kenny Chesney and be like, I can't do that. That's badass. That's well, kind of my mentality watching you do it. Thank you, man. Awesome. I really appreciate that. You know, it's yeah. funny. A friend of mine who knows nothing about the music industry or Nashville, he's like, bro, when you did that joke about y'all probably had a straw in your nose bro. an hour ago. He's like, I, I like. I cried last I winced. <laughs> he's like, I tightened up. Like, what the fuck is. And then. And oh, I'm like, dude. no, man, Nashville, the, the music people, the, and he's we like, get it. he goes, I got scared for you for a minute, but then the whole room erupted and you got an applause break. Bro. And I'm like, it, yeah. Adam and I know. were sitting together. We had our wives. We were there. We were like three bottles of wine in at this point. Yeah. Just drunk as shit, eating nachos. <laughs> and you wine say. Wine and nachos. That's, yeah. That's and you, good. That's Nashville, bro. Yeah. Um, yep, anyway. Yep. But Adam was like, we're sitting there and you go, man, fuck them turtles, dude. <laughs> He's like, don't act like y'all ain't never had a straw up your nose. Y'all in the music business, bro. I literally almost pissed myself. Like, I was laughing so hard. And I'm looking around at the whole room, and half of them are like, this is really funny, but this is 99% true as well. That's why it's funny. And you know what's funny? So a buddy of mine. How many people went like this? How many people felt in their pocket? Like, as soon as you. As soon as you. As soon as you. Like, I did hey, that too. Look, I said, hey, three motherfuckers right out of the bathroom right now. Like, here. Yeah, everybody's looking at each other like, hey, am I good? Am I good? Yeah. Am I good? Yeah. <laughs> she talking about me? Yeah. Yeah, I said hi to him on the bro? way. I said Meanwhile, Johnny's the in the front row. My old duo partner, bro. I thought you were going to roast him. And you never did. I thought about it. I thought about it. I didn't. He was there with uh, his fiance. I was way too focused on not fucking up. Uh, because that had to be nerve wracking. In front of the industry that I left. And you know, half that oh. room was there to see me fail. 100%. Or at least curious if I was going to shit the bed. Probably you two also. I told Adam we should. I was like, this is gonna fucking suck, but I wanted to give him 15. And I got the idea <laughs> for the cocaine joke because I did see a lot of powder on people's nose. You know why? These motherfuckers that doing coke during the pandemic, they ain't gonna touch their face. See? So they just, and then they got coke then all over their face, it. but you can't touch your fucking face. But you face. put the mask but over. They didn't have their mask on. No mask. Yeah, the, the cokeheads, you right. can spot them, man, because they don't want that vid. See, dude? Imagine, like, <laughs> imagine somebody that's terrified of COVID but loves cocaine. Like, they haven't washed this part of their body in a year and a half. That's true. So you could probably sure do that. a line right off their nose, right off their upper lip. <laughs> right off Man, we got sidetracked on Zanies, but... <laughs> Hey, yeah. that was fun. That was a hell of a night. And then we went to ML Rose after. Oh, that was shots. fun. That was a fun night. That was my. That was Dude, my, that's uh, when we started talking about. Do, do you know that was my, writing a song and shit? That's when yeah. we started talking about writing like, a song together, which yeah. we got to talk about. But do you know that was my first headlining show ever? I know, yeah. I, I was texting you that week. Sold it out, and it was Bro. my first time doing an hour. Man, y'all crushed. Uh, Your uh, the opener was like everything, dude. It was money. Yeah, thank you, it man. Was money. I really appreciate it. That was fun. We got to do another Zanies run. Well, Zanies is awesome. We've I've, I, I've been to Zanies. You've been a I lot. I love Zanies. We go there every Valentine's. Yeah, it's like his. That's date. our date. I love that. Get hammered, drunk, and laugh. It's the best date ever. I love that. Zanies I used to awesome. watch a lot of comedy in there, and when I was working here in Nashville, I would go to Zanies, watch comedy, and dream oh, about dude. being on that damn stage. Honestly, and then you I sold like, it out, bro. One day, and then I end up on that fucking, fucking stage, awesome. Awesome. sell it out. It's like, man, you can't make this shit up. Nah, like, dude. That was a, that was a pinch me moment the whole For time sure. I was up there. And what's weird is I, I was like really nervous leading up to it, but 
then not when it when, See, when it and happens. that's the Good. cool thing about Zanies to me is you can go in there and sell it out, and I don't know the capacity, but then bro, you can go on a run, do a big tour, and then all of a sudden be playing these massive arenas, but then still come back and play Zanies, and it's st- that same set is still going to crush because it's such a cool comedy club. A thousand percent, yeah. and I will, and I hope to. I, actually, we're working on uh, hopefully getting back into Zanies in uh, what July, something like that, Peter. June. June. I'll be there. Uh, I hope yeah, y'all will. I'll, definitely be there. I'll take you all of June off. You just tell me what's today. Yeah. <laughs> I just can't imagine. Well, you made 22 you... grand last night, so you can take like. That's a lot of cocaine, dude. That's a lot of cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> I don't listen to my wife or mom. Sorry, mom. Us, uh, I've never done I actually coke. don't do cocaine. Never have. It's some, some fucking really sad story, man. Some comics recently died doing coke in LA because it had that fentanyl oh, shit. Oh, yeah. They're lacing that shit. Man, it's dangerous. Fuck, dude. Can't fuck with that shit. It isn't no. worth it. I don't mean, do drugs, kids. Just drink some Red Bulls, man. Yeah, dude. I yeah. kind of hope, like, I kind of hope you have this big run, bro. You're like a star for like a decade, and then you just get canceled. And you're calling me like, "Yo, can I sleep on your couch?" And I'm like, "Nah, <laughs> fuck you, dude. You're canceled." Like, I kind of hope that's for man. you. Yeah, oh, they won't even let me back at Zany's anymore. <laughs> fuck it. I'm like, I'll come tell you and your wife some jokes. <laughs> can I come over for dinner and just run this set by y'all? <laughs> can I run this set by y'all? <laughs> no, nah, man. Call Adam, dude. I'm out. Oh shit. Um. So. Oddly enough, we uh we wrote some fucking songs together, and yeah. now today we're gonna produce some songs. Yeah, uh, I'm gonna have a three song EP coming That's out. So How awesome, weird dude. is that, dude? It's freaking crazy. And these two cats right here are producing and singing, and uh, we co-wrote one of them. Uh, yeah, we just had this idea. Uh, yeah. John Loba, the head of the label, was like, you know, comedians and country artists used to do songs together in the '90s. Bill Engvall did one with Travis Tritt. Uh, Jeff Foxworthy did one with uh, Alan Jackson. Alan Jackson. Yeah. And it really hasn't been done since. Dude, it was whenever you approached us with this idea and talked to us. We, we were all drunk at, uh, we at, at Emma Rose. Rose yeah. And we were talking about it. And like, I remember talking about it. And the next morning I woke up and I was like, what are we like? Is that a real thing? Are we talking? We were just kind of talking out of our ass. Right. And then the more I started thinking about we it, were, I was like, we're both actually. <laughs> yeah, actually, yeah, more out of our ass, but we were yeah. definitely talking about it. But then you sent the video of the Foxworthy Alan Jackson that you're like, hey, mm-hmm. you think we could do something like this? And the more I listen to it, first off, you're laughing the whole time. Right. And then it's like, it's such a weird niche thing that the more, I mean, we've written tons of songs and like gotten to produce demos and work on stuff. But like, first off, we're like really good buddies. So the fact that we get to work on this together is awesome. But secondly, it's probably the most unique thing I'll ever work on yeah. in my career. Exactly. So it's like, I think it's going to work. I think it's awesome. But at the end of the day, bro, even if, for some reason it doesn't it's still badass because i'll never get to do it again if it doesn't you're right and it's been a lot of fun doing for it. Sure. the process has been fun and yeah. i'll tell you what watching you guys work that day watching adam james work that day watching uh when yeah when varble yeah, yeah varble i always he's awesome dude dude uh writing with the three of you or the four of you like when i'd go to these rights like the first one when i went to they set me up with a right with adam james who's a brilliant song yeah he's great mm-hmm uh, the day after Zanies, I'm hungover as shit, oh, bro. Shit, I'm about to man. throw up. So you were going in the next day? And he, thank God, walked in with a 12-pack of beer. The next day. It was oh, yeah, actually the only day I said, don't book me anything because yeah. I know I'm going to be <laughs> at doing an after party with you assholes. Yeah, so yeah. don't book me anything the next day. What do they do? Book you. Book me the next day. So he looked at him over just smiling. He knew what he was doing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Exactly. <laughs> but it's like, you know, you got these brilliant successful songwriters they don't have a lot of time i kind of got to go when they can go you know, yeah it, it, you know, no one knows who and cares. you're not in town all the time so like, you gotta find your windows time. so if this dude's gonna willing to ride with me i gotta suck it up and go all it. fucking hung over yeah and and uh, he's like well what do you want to write about we kicked around some ideas about christmas so I was, we ended up writing a song called i ate a gummy bear dude it's so good 
It's so good. Uh, you know, about accidentally eating uh, accidentally eating <laughs> too many edibles. Too many MGs. Because you know they're they're legal out there in California. Mm-hmm. Well, you can get it. You can get the. You can get the. Uh, I don't know the difference. THC or CBD. Delta eight. Delta eight shit. You can get them over in Gal. You can get them here. Oh, I got. I had a gummy like I ate a gummy last week, bro. I did one and a half of these little star things. I was crippled. Oh, it's bad. It's bad. I can't. I can't. But but anyway, <laughs> the point. These <laughs> these these songwriters, man. Um, but what people? I don't think people understand how fucking talented these people are you people are i so when i sit down you, what do you mean Adam by you first, people? what, what, is, what do you mean by you people you know what i mean <laughs> <laughs> you motherfucker you you, you gambling cokehead yeah. uh, gummy eating degenerate <laughs> yeah. motherfuckers that's you people God bless america so adams while i'm talking he just keeps playing this riff that's really cool you know this little and i'm like hey so what is that you're playing he's like i don't know something that popped in my head while you told me uh talking about the gummy bears yeah and then he starts singing this shit and uh it's just pouring out of them. And then same thing when I came with you guys and we're talking about. So, and uh, Dude, same thing, night. man, these guys just start like, it's just pouring out of them and the melodies and they're playing their guitar. And I'm just, I watch this shit in awe and when too. Oh, uh, when's, when, yeah. when's a hall of famer. I mean, he's, yeah. he's written some massive songs. Like he's just, he's one of my favorites. dude. He is a beast. Oh, oh, that song that he has, uh, I got wood. Oh, dude. Oh, God. She's yeah. sawing she logs. She's sawing logs, and I got wood. By going, to the, going to the store to get firewood, you come oh, home and your wife's good. sleeping. Yeah, he wood. went to get wood for the fire so they could have more wine, and then and it's called... Came uh, home, she's asleep. She's sawing logs, and I got wood. Bro, it's so good. Dude, <laughs> was, but he's genius. He wrote that mind on fishing. Like, oh, I'd rather be on the lake with my mind on God than at church with my mind on fishing. Like, that's the kind of song, the kind of hook I hear as a songwriter, right. and I go, that's one of those songs I wish I'd have written. Yep. Like, that is unbelievable. He's... If you don't know He's who Wimbledon is, just I had no idea like, how talented, man. It, it blows my mind. And it's you guys a got a lot pleasure. of. Okay, so you guys got real quick, and then we're going to talk about the records, uh, the, the record that we're doing together and wrap this thing up. But you've got a, you've got a Kane Brown Come on, uh, son. track right yeah. now, right? Come you, on, or, son. And what else you got so going on? Uh, well, God, I don't. I don't know. You don't want to talk about it? Well, it's it's so superstitious. You don't want to jinx it. Let's not talk it's about it. But you do have a Kane Brown. No, uh, but he so he had a big Parmalee hit. He had mm-hmm. Parmalee's first big hit. Yep, I had. Uh, I want to close your eyes. eyes. Changed my life. It was yep. amazing. And that's what I was saying earlier about 2014. I had that and a Montgomery Gentry single, and it's called Folks mm-hmm. Like Us. And then a. Uh, uh, had an Aldine cut. It wasn't a single though, unfortunately. God, that song should have been a single. Oh, it's a resume. Yeah, uh, but then I had a song called "Whiskey on My Breath" with Love and Theft out that year too. So I'm like, oh my gosh, this is gonna be what what a year! Oh, and I forgot about then I got a record a deal and didn't get a cut. Oh, Whiskey doesn't. on My Breath was incredible. We play at the listening room all the time and do like your ride arounds, and he plays it, dude. It brings down the house every time. It's awesome. That well, I love so that good. people are revisiting your catalog and cutting some of your old yeah. stuff, man. That's what's been great it's, about it's Sony, awesome. dude. Yeah. They've been like, we both ride at Sony now, and mm-hmm. Sony's been digging a lot in our back catalog. I've gotten songs cut this year that are four and five years old, which is unheard of. It's awesome. Do you think well, just a phase? Why can't she? Is, is, I wrote it in 2011. Yeah. And it just it's a got a 10 year cut. old song, dude. Why can't she is an amazing. That, that's cool. That's cool that they're digging so in your wild. catalog. Yeah, they're, they're, they're in wild. Uh, Jordan, you got so, you know, so what's more singles than <laughs> I had the comb single that was awesome, and then I had I wrote all three of the uh, or no, I wrote two out of three of the Walker McGuire stuff. But right now, I've got the Chase Beckham and Lindsay L single mm-hmm. over at Great a BMG. Song. Yeah, they played it at the the big radio kickoff. You said you introduced it, which was awesome. And then uh, a kid named Colby Cooper that BMG just signed. 
they're going to radio with him in May, and they're, they're down to the last two choices, and I wrote both of them. So I'm going to have that <laughs> single, which is awesome. Oh, awesome. He's that awesome, man. Yeah, he's a good-looking dude, that Chase. Uh, oh, dude. He's so sexy. Why like, is he so good-looking? I don't know. Like, it sucks. Like, why Like why can't I be that good-looking? California. Bro, California, good bro. Something in the water. Like, you know, I'm not gay, no. but. This is exactly what I told Chris Lane. I told Chris, though, we were talking about, we were writing a song, and he was talking about, like, trying to write real songs, stuff that appeal to dudes that, you know, because his crowd's all girls. And I'm like, yeah, but, like, you're bitching about the wrong thing. Like, you're first off, you're selling tickets, you have hits on radio, and you're basically saying, man, I'm just way too fucking good looking. <laughs> I don't want to hear that shit, bro. Get out of here with that. You're like, man, my crowd's just way too many girls that just want to fuck me. It's like, oh, that must suck. That must be terrible. That must be awful. Yeah, yeah. It was funny, though, but Chris is awesome. He's a great artist. I have these three songs that I wrote with Adam James, these two right here, Jordan Walker and Adam Craig and Wynn Varble, who is incredible. They're all incredible, all four of you. And so anyway, I, I, I got these songs. Uh, one, the one I wrote with Wynn is called Make the Stupid Go Away. And it's all about the COVID madness. And it's not political. It's, it's about the fucking stupidity. It's perfectly down the middle. It's perfectly great. down the middle. And so there's that. And it's just uh, calling out some of the, the stupidity. And then we, uh, we wrote a song that uh, is, is uh, directed at pretty much everybody. I think already, pretty much I everybody that has social media. And then, of course, uh, Adam James and I wrote I Ate a Gummy Bear. I Ate a Gummy Bear. And we get uh, to do vocals on those today, man. We're actually is. leaving here to go in the studio. We're actually leaving here to go to the liquor store. And then the studio. And then the studio. Yeah. You can't go I'll to the studio liquor, without dude. liquor. Yeah. He's, oh, man, I got yeah. the cash. Or can so, we wrap that so up? Anyway, can we send the liquor bill to the label? Yeah. Fuck yeah. <laughs> there, there we what go. are we doing? <laughs> yeah, bro, we're doing a comedy record. <laughs> yeah. What would a comedy record be without being all Fucking the label up? over. Yeah, oh, I mean. Yeah, yeah, and making a label pay for it. Yeah. Appreciate you, Loba. Well, guess who's going to end up paying for it? You. Me. So we're definitely. Plus 10%. I'm excited about these songs, boys. So they're producing awesome. them and singing and whatever the hell else they do. Um, and then, so I'm going to go tell some jokey jokes and good, some dude. of my jokes. Uh, dude, I uh, cannot wait because we haven't got to hear any. Yeah, so of, we sang the courses. We played it down and then we're like, I wonder what his jokes are going to be. So it's going to be the first time I hearing them. I cannot wait. It's going to be fun. It's going to be fun. <laughs> Meanwhile, we showed up looking like monsters. We're out here models. getting them. <laughs> That's the first thing I thought was the, the, was the tree stand line See, when I saw dude. your outfits. Man. Yeah, look. Fuck, I didn't even Bro, I think of that. Y'all are country. We tried, dude. How I got still toe boots. in a fucking tree stand? This year? Yeah. Actually, none. I did different hunting this year. You're from he hunted from a boat, bro. Oh, yeah, I, I boat hunted this year. Oh, okay. We were in a, we were in a, we weren't in a tree stand. We were just in a like oh, a deer we house. A tree stand, well, it's just, it wasn't in a tree, but it was next to a tree. We could it was like the neighbor of a tree stand. Oh, okay. You next. It was to a, a big tree, house. Yeah. Guess how many deer we saw that day? Oh, yeah, we saw zero. Sorry. Hey, <laughs> for the audio, we saw yeah, no this deer. This is just uh, this is just here for my amusement. We don't. Yeah, we saw zero deer. It no one's gonna, no one's gonna be able to see how fat He's gonna we go are back when we're making fun. <laughs> go back to the hotel and put this on. Get weird when we're talking about how fat we are. No, hey, room service. Yeah. I need some more lotion up here. Yeah. <laughs> I gotta quit eating some, dude. Wait, what, what, wings aren't bad. No, but the, Why are oh wings shit, bad? wings. Where do we have the hot chicken? What oh, the hell? See, oh, that's the. I literally only did this for fucking hot chicken. How do we not have the hot chicken? Did we just forget? Yeah. No, but it's part of the whole fucking. It's thing. part of the whole. We'll just Photoshop it. How the fuck did we forget the goddamn chicken? Literally, it's called. It's called. Huh? God. Nobody damn. said we knew what we were doing, so it's all right. So you know what I mean, this is the section. This is the segment where we eat insanely hot chicken, which mm -hmm. we even talk about in the damn promo. Uh, All right, rabbit, we're so, done. Yeah, so we, Whole yeah, thing's yeah. you want to try the hot chicken or the... Oh, man, it looks great. <laughs> Can we pretend? 
So I have. Can we pretend? Mm, this is delicious. So we have one called. Oh, I need some milk. You got some ranch. We have one called Poultry Guys. We have one called Nashville Hot. Which one y'all want to try? Bro, I ate Mexican last night. I don't think I could put hot chicken on top of that. I'm gonna be honest, man. When I listen back to these podcasts, <laughs> no one wants to listen to us eat fucking chicken anyway. Oh God! Just. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yeah. Like, oh man, this was this was so, that so like fun. Me last night. <laughs> hey, this great. has been fun though, man. Thanks hey, dude, thank, yeah. thank you guys, man. I know you're busy, and uh, I know we're about to be even more busy. The three of us working on these songs, let's but thanks the for studio, taking the time man. out. Let's go get some beer, though. Come on, let's do it. Yes. Thanks, guys. Appreciate, Appreciate you, Adam you, Craig. Thanks, dude. Jordan Walker. Love you, B. Two badass motherfuckers. Look them up. Look up Adam Craig's music. Look up uh, Walker McGuire. You're going to find some songs and discover some stuff you didn't know anything about. Hey, follow me on Instagram, too, because I'm going to post a video of him running through the Love's parking lot holding his asshole. (laughs) (laughs) Speaking of hot chicken. (laughs) Thanks, guys. Appreciate you.